Welcome to Love Goddess Podcast, the place for girls who want to conquer the world. Love Goddess is an irresistible and magnetic woman who unapologetically steps into her power, claims that she is worthy of iconic life, love, and sex, puts herself first and becomes self-obsessed but from a healthy place of integrity and spirituality. Love Goddess is a femme fatale who awakens sexual tension, desire, admiration, and adoration in others because fun and pleasure is her measurement for success. She seduces herself first and turns herself on with a feeling of aliveness and passion. Love Goddess shatters glass ceilings on a path towards her big dreams and big goals because she knows she is unlimited and unstoppable and everything is possible for her to create juicy, indulgent lifestyle she desires. Your new portion of Love Goddess Poison starts now. Hello, gorgeous love goddesses. Katya Melvin here, your host for a love goddess podcast. And a couple of changes that came out this week. First of all, I am not committing to record five podcasts episodes per week. That's just too much. That's crazy. That's just not going to happen, but I can commit to recording one podcast episode per week with my schedule. So that is the main change that is taking place. Uh, so instead of five different podcasts each day, uh, I will be bringing you one podcast per week. Now, with that being said, please join the Love Goddess Club app where you will see my beautiful face and my presence and my cheerleading voice there way more often so if that's something that you feel like you'll be missing out uh don't worry we got you covered inside the love goddess club uh today specifically i remember i um promised to share with you my story um on how my husband and i did not tell anyone that we got married and so I kind of want to share that story with you a little more today. Um, If you haven't listened to my previous episode, uh, (laughs) I made my husband marry me for a green card. I was a foreign exchange student. This was my second year in the United States. I felt as if I, um, first of all, I made a decision after my first year. I fell in love with the United States. I saw the array of possibilities and opportunities for myself. And like I knew, I knew then that this is it. This is my place. This is where I'm going to live. I have no clue how I was going to make it work, where I'm going to, like how to even make it legally possible for me to even stay because my visa was only for three months but with the uh, 
uh, a little bit of, um, I wouldn't say research, but also there is plenty of other people who did it this way. Uh, there's an entire community of foreigners who is wealthy of uh, knowledge on certain things, uh, have pointed out to me that the way I could stay in the United States, and that was back in 2005, uh, was by uh, applying for or changing a visa from my J1, which was student exchange visa, um, to um, F1, I believe. And I, it was so long, I can't even remember, uh, which is student visa. And uh you know, I needed to have a sponsor, I needed to apply for college, I needed to be accepted, all that jazz, which I went through, applied for college, even got uh, in-state tuition covered because there are some loopholes um, with all of that. Um, if uh, we have like a nonprofit sponsor, which we found me a nonprofit sponsor who was able to step in and further uh, towards furthering my education in the community college. So basically, I applied to be a student at a community college, and uh, technically. I wasn't supposed to work, but <sighs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, sharing all these details with you. I worked undercover uh, simply because a lot of employees did not know rules of international students and there are so many variations. And so uh, I had to pay bills. I had to pay my tuition. I had to pay my rent. I had to pay for my food. So there is no way I could sustain myself without working. So for a while there, I was working illegally while on student visa that I was not supposed to be working um with all of that said um I also wasn't able to leave the country um, to go see my parents um, because uh, supposedly like I either I can't remember the rules, but I either was not allowed or there were problems with coming back. So but the, the truth was I wasn't allowed to leave the country. And so uh, here I was, switched my visa woo -hoo, to stay in the United States after my uh, student exchange program, went to community college uh, for, I think, associates in the arts. That was uh, not going to compare the quality of American education to the quality of Russian education, especially in the community college. Uh, we're not gonna touch that issue. Uh, definitely like a drop down from <laughs> it's like going back to high school. <laughs> anyway, uh, but during that time, I also kind of needed a more permanent solution and a way for me to travel out of country so I could go visit my family. And of course, a legal way to work because once my employers would find out, I would have no clue how I'm gonna um, sustain myself and uh, how I'm going to survive. Um, also, I shared in previous podcast episodes that um, about two weeks into my second uh, year, second summer in the United States for my uh, work exchange program, um, I was left, I wouldn't say homeless. There were not no good places to live and lack of. And so 
that's when I met my husband and I told him about my situation. We kind of moved in together two weeks after we um, we uh, met each other, right? So here we are living as a couple in the same bedroom, sleeping in the same bed only two weeks after we met, right? Um, I was able to change my visa and go to American college. So that was all set. That was wonderful. I was working um, as well. However, I needed more permanent solution. And at that time, my husband and I have been together for a year and I've started kind of uh, telling him and planting the seeds that, hey, we we need to get this legalized because there are logical reasons for it. I need to have a stable income and ability to work legally. I want to go uh, visit my family. Uh, I, uh, I need like a lot of things changed. Uh, so that way I am... <laughs> more stable in the country that I was not born in and uh, he was like yeah yeah and nothing happened so I after my third uh, third time of me bringing this up for him I was like listen I'm gonna like I'll be deported or something once they find out that I'm working illegally uh, I'll be uh, I'll be uh, you know I'm, I'm yeah I'm like there's just not good like the situation is not good I'm gonna have to leave after I finish my education like we, we won't be together and he wouldn't commit so <laughs> Like, like he would acknowledge the issue, but he would not specifically like propose or say like, hey, you know, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go get married. So at that point, after the third time in the year into our relationship and us leaving together, I basically told him, hey, <laughs> on Saturday, I got two of our witnesses already arranged <laughs> before he even like I didn't even propose to him okay it was not even like you know how uh, like it is sad that I did not get proposed to it is sad it is a sad story to um, our relationship we didn't have a wedding that's another very sad story to our relationship um I didn't even propose to him. It was not a proposal. It was, hello, we need to get this shit done. Let's go do this shit. <laughs> and so I told him, hey, on uh, on Saturday, uh, the courthouse is operating on a limited schedule, but I do, do have two witnesses and you and I don't have to work. So we're going to the courthouse and we're going to, um, you know, get a marriage license and um, get married officially. And he did not object. And there we were in a very smoky, smoked room, uh, like with the little window, very unromantic, extremely unromantic, very businesslike, uh, like the, the 
I, I wouldn't I don't even know if I should call him an efficient because he was like also the the guy who like puts the stamp I don't know what you call those but anyway uh he was like smoking his 10th cigarette for after like speaking with us for like 10 minutes <laughs> so uh you know very unromantic unromantic situation we are standing there giving our vows we have two witnesses we filled out the paperwork and there it was our wedding right but on the other hand I had my documents we kind of started um, the process which turned into extremely long process close to like five six years if not longer uh, process of acquiring green card uh, oh, that was very exhausting, but, uh, you know, took time, took effort, all of that. Um, I was able, as we were applying, I was able to get some kind of either extension or some documentation that allowed me to travel out of country. So I finally uh, visited my parents for the first time, took my husband with me. So my parents knew we got married because that's how, um, uh, because that is the, uh, you know, I shared with them. That's how I'm coming to Russia and there's my husband, right? So they were excited. Um, they even paid and organized in a matter of less than a week because I think we only went for two weeks there. Uh, within a matter of one week, they organized, rented like a venue, organized the party for us, invited all of our friends. And uh, we actually had, and I did not have, like a white fancy wedding dress but we did go and get some kind of nice dress for my wedding and we did have like a Russian style wedding which was very nice but we never had like a real wedding and it was always our intention that hey you know we'll we'll get to do that one day we'll uh, we'll have a wedding we'll have a, like a wedding dress one day and that just never came to be because then we started living life and uh, then we were buying a house and we decided I would we would rather put down money on the house that we own than uh, throwing out um, throwing a party. And so for the first two years after we got married, his parents did not know and it was very like because we wanted to have the wedding but it was like we never had enough money to do that and uh, it was just like other things were more important and so at some point and that was weighing very heavily on our shoulders that we had to hide that we are married <laughs> that we just uh kind of printed out some cards and send out some cards. I forgot what we did. And um, either it said we're engaged or we are married. I don't know. Um, I think it said we're engaged or something. And I remember his parents were so bummed and so upset that they like didn't, um, they didn't really know the full story. And they probably didn't find out until years later. But I remember um, like his mom was especially upset that like we didn't do the proper something, proper engagement, whatever, that we were not doing a wedding, um, that we did some kind of party in Russia. 
and um, anyway, they felt left out. Um, unfortunately, in this situation, there is like, really, what can you do? Like, there are legalities here. It's not like, and I still want to have a wedding one day, and I still want to have, uh, you know, white dress. But you know, other things are more important. That's part of my skepticism to all these women who want to get married to wear the wedding dress and be the princess for a day, and then three years later end up and divorce because they just wanted a fucking wedding yes wedding is fun you also like wasted whole shit tons of money on it right <laughs> my view on this is different now like i believe money is unlimited now and like i am uh, working on uh, eliminating i can't afford out of my vocabulary right um it's a work in progress um and um and like it's up to you what you're spending your money on since money is unlimited resource and I know that now but back then and I'm coming from that perspective what what was going through my mind back then that was not the case and that was that and like I'm sharing my majority of my life I spent my counting pennies and being really frugal in my life and it's just recently uh, I have learned the manifesting, the true way of manifesting things. And now I know. Now I know what I was missing. Now I know why it wasn't working. Now I know, right? And um, with all of that said, that's um, that's how we got married. And I'm hoping for a wedding one day. Um, but again, other things are still priority and we are 17 years into it and happily, uh, married, um, sexy, hot, steamy, like way above, you know, like I wouldn't be teaching you the way of a love goddess if I, like my relationship wasn't the best part of my life, <laughs> right? So um, with all of that said, uh, I am here to invite you to Love Goddess Club. Um, we are having two options there. We are having an online membership portal through an app where we are teaching you feminine science of ways to be feminine, to tap into your spirituality, to um, tap into your life design, and also be femme by night. Uh, through dance and through being your femme fatale version of yourself and second version is VIP version which is locally uh, oriented uh, version for women who want all inclusive access to all of the events and classes that we are offering um, go check us out um, the website is lovegoddess.com and I will see you next week ciao You've completed this episode of the Love Goddess podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to message me on Instagram and let me know that you had a breakthrough and enjoyed this episode. For more information on what we do and who we are, go to lovegoddess.com. That is Love Goddess with 1D and 3S.com to learn about our services and to get in touch with me directly.